test results came back today and we don't got COVID, people! I hope it's not anything worse. Crossy Posse Packer Nation! Welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. This most definitely isn't the first test I failed in my life. Grassi, and today we're going to continue looking at the AFC with the penultimate division. The AFC East. Before we get to that, I want to do a big shout and thank you to some brand new patrons and YouTube members. Starting over on the Patreon.com slash Comedy Train. We got Space Sphere. That's that's a cool, cool little name right there. And we also got Follow the Pack Highlights on Instagram. What are we using this for advertising now? And we got a brand new YouTube member. We got Big Wappa Guy. Thank you. Now, this is a super fascinating division, mostly because Tom Brady is no longer in the AFC East. You hear that? That's Bills, Dolphins, and Jets fans cheering at the top of their lungs. I mean, because what else are the Jets going to cheer for? But in all honesty, this division has a lot of wild cards in it. Not necessarily like wild card playoff teams, but there's a lot of variables and there's a lot of unknowns. Are the Patriots going to be able to succeed without Tom Brady and Jarrett Stidham instead? Are the Bills going to be able to take the throne? You freaking fracking better. Are the Dolphins going to play Tua this year and are they going to be a force to be reckoned with? And will the Jets... Yeah, the Jets are probably still going to be the Jets. Sorry, Nick. If you're brand new, here's how we do it. We go through each team, take a look at what they did on the offseason slash draft, and take a look at their hardest games and try to predict a record out of that. Good, good. Okay, starting with the Miami Dolphins. We all like, ah, oh, this team is just tanking it. Decided to do something stupid and start winning last year, but they still got their ultimate prize and to a tongue twister via Loa. So... Good on them. But while Tua is dictating the headlines and is really just what all the media coverage is about, the Dolphins spent a crap ton of money this offseason on free agents. They just had a crap ton of money just sitting there because, you know, they don't have a running back. They don't have a real star-wide receiver besides Devontae Parker, who they're not paying a ton to. And they also didn't have a quarterback. So they were just like, okay, guys, who wants some money? And they spent it. This is just a few of the free agents that they wound up getting. Byron Jones, who is now the highest paid cornerback in the league. And they also have Xavier Howard, who they already had on the team, who's the second highest paid corner in the league. So they're already spending 30 plus million dollars on cornerbacks, which makes the cornerback pick at the end of the first round a little bit more confusing, but we won't go there. They also got Kyle Van Noy from the Patriots as a linebacker. They went and got Jordan Howard, the running back. They got Emmanuel Akba, the defensive end. They got Shaq Lawson, defensive end. They even got Eric Flowers. And there's still more, but those are some of the biggest signings that they did. So the Dolphins, while they are definitely like in a quote-unquote rebuild mode, this was their way of saying, hey, we're going to be more competitive Hopefully this year, because I would say that the amount of wins that the Dolphins got last year 
it's still a little bit of an overachievement considering the team that was on the field. And that's not a knock against Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think Brian Flores is a great coach, but that defense was pretty horrid. Their defense allowed the most points in the league, and so this was their way of fixing that and addressing it, not only in the draft, but also addressing it in free agency. And on top of that, their offense sputtered. You know, they really didn't have any amazing players at key positions. Besides Tua, they also got Austin Jackson, and I absolutely love that pick because you're going to need to protect your brand new franchise QB. And the big question about the Dolphins and where their ceiling is kind of depends on if Tua is going to play. Me, if I was a gambling man, I didn't think that he was going to start the season because he, quite frankly, doesn't have to. Let Fitzpatrick go out there and try to continue what he started last year because near the end of the season, he was playing damn good football. And he also, you know, is responsible for the Patriots not getting a bye and then losing to the Titans. So nice job, you big bearded son of a gun. But I also would be shocked if Tua at some point did not play unless like Fitzpatrick just plays his pants off. So I think that the Dolphins will be a better team than they were last year, but I don't think that they, they are going to automatically be playoff contenders. Looking ahead, I still think they'll drop one to the Pats. I think there's a good chance they get swept by the Bills. I think they'll lose to the Seahawks, the 49ers, the Broncos should give them trouble. The Chiefs will definitely give them a problem. And so just looking at those games, if they don't get swept and they wind up sweeping the Jets, Looking at around a 9-7 and seven record, they could still have problems with the Jets, the Raiders, the Chargers, any one of those teams, and so that could go real quick from a 9-7 and seven record to about a 6-10 and 10 or a 5-11 and 11 record, and I think that that's right around where they're going to be. I predict that the Dolphins will be a much better football team next year. I think if Tua gets a year to rest like Patrick Mahomes did, I mean, Fitzpatrick is a great guy to learn from. I think that they will be in contention for a playoff spot next year. But this year, I still think that they're in the middle of that rebuilding mode. There's a lot of nuance that has come to this Miami team. And I don't think that they're there just yet. Then you got the New York Jets. Let's talk about the Jets. Their defense, C.J. Mosley obviously got hurt immediately last year, which was a big, big loss for that team. And even with that, they were still around the middle of the pack when it came to defense and when it came to points scored. They have a crap ton of talent on that side of the ball, especially on the defensive line. Now, they haven't had all the cogs firing together or people have been injured. And so I think that that defense will be better this year. And it, they could wind up being a top 10 defense because they weren't that far away last year, even with all of those injuries. The biggest problem last year was, good God, did that offense suck. And most of it was because Sam Darnold was running for his life. Their offensive line is the biggest, hottest piece of garbage that I've seen in quite some time that could even make the Cardinals, you know, run for their money. Yeah, I, I recommend. So Zach Schaumler, who's come on this show, he just did an amazing episode on Sam Darnold, breaking down some tape and how bad their offensive line was. I highly, highly, highly recommend going and checking that out. Now, Sam Darnold is not a perfect QB. He is going to need to take a step, but he's still super duper young, and he also hasn't had a ton of weapons around him. Robbie Anderson, who has been their primary vertical threat, is now gone. And so they were like, okay, let's go get Denzel Mims. I think it's going to take a little while for Denzel Mims to get acclimated into the NFL, so I'm not expecting crazy things. On top of that, I think Le'Veon Bell, I mean, if he doesn't get traded, because who the hell knows what Adam Gase is doing, uh, he should have a bigger impact this year. 
on the team. And so that offense should be better than where they were last year because, damn, man, they were the second-worst scoring offense last year, and it showed. To address the offensive line, they did it in free agency and the draft. In free agency, they went and got McGovern, and they also got Rotten. And then, of course, they drafted Mekhi Becton. So I'm hopeful for the offensive line of the Jets this year. But also, Adam Gase, man... Like, why why does he keep getting opportunities? Like, I feel like he's just running the organization into the ground, which I don't mind because, you know, it's it's the Jets, and I live near-ish the Jets, and ugh. Uh, But I'm curious about how much of a leash Gase has, and if he just continuously runs his team into the ground, and they underachieve when they're just going to cut ties with him, if ever. So looking ahead at their schedule, I think they could have a good possibility of getting swept by the Bills. I think they'll split with the Dolphins. They'll split with the Pats, and I think that's being nice. 49ers, Colts, Broncos, Chiefs, and Seahawks, I think, are all going to give them problems. So that would be a 7-9, and nine, and that's if they don't get swept by the Patriots. The Colts, they could wind up beating out, but I think they also could have problems with the Browns, the Rams, or the Raiders. I don't think that this is going to be an amazing year for the Jets. I see them at round... It could be anywhere as low as a 5-11 and 11 team, and then they could go maybe 8-8 eight and eight to maybe 9-7, and seven. I think that might be pushing it. A lot of it's going to depend on how much that offensive line actually improved, how much Darnold is going to take a step, what kind of protection schemes that Gase is going to draw up for them, and on top of that, if Le'Veon Bell is actually going to be a factor, and if that defense can stay healthy and work as a solidified unit. So the Jets, for me... I see them finishing maybe a hair above the Dolphins, but I think they're going to be neck and neck for last place in the AFC East. Then you got the biggest question mark, I would argue, in probably all of the AFC, and that is the New England Patriots. I got to say, I I really just don't know about this team. Everything I'm seeing, I'm like, yeah, they're not going to be a good football team. But Bill Belichick, I guarantee you, is going to pull something out of his tush and be like, here's a winning season. Now, here's the thing. Tom Brady's gone, right? Jared Stidham is, right at this moment, the starting QB for the New England Patriots. Their defense should still be good. However, even though they went and targeted two tight ends in the draft, like Dalton Keene, I still think that there is a lack of weapons. They still have Mohamed Sanu. They still have Julian Edelman. And they also have Nikhil Harry, who I think is going to be a really good player for them. And I have to imagine that Bill Belichick is literally spending every waking moment just putting Stidham in a situation where he can succeed. Because look at the Matt Castles of the world. He did it for Jimmy Garoppolo. He's done it for a numerous he's done it for numerous quarterbacks. And even though they lost Kyle Van Noy, they went after two linebackers back to back in the draft. So I got to think that while this may not be a playoff contending team, they're still going to be around. And I'm approaching this if they split with the Bills, which I don't even know if they're going to do. I think they could get swept. But if they split with them, I think they'll split with the Dolphins. They'll lose to the Seahawks, the Chiefs, the 49ers, split with the Bills, Ravens, and then the Jets could even could give them some problems, which would be right around a 9-7 and seven record. Now, of course, they could beat, like, the Jets, they could beat the Dolphins, and right off the bat, they turn into an 11-5 and five team. Their defense was number one in points allowed last year. I'm assuming they're going to be pretty similar. They lost a couple pieces, but I think they'll be okay still because... Bill Belichick is always ahead of the game. However, their offense could wind up dooming them. We basically have zero info on Stidham. We haven't really seen him play any snaps. Now, that could work to their advantage as defenses aren't going to know how to scheme for him, but I have to imagine there's going to be a ton of growing pains here. But knowing Belichick, he'll still pull out something. But I think the Bill, but I think the Patriots could finish around an 
eight and eight record to maybe something getting as high as around a 10 and six. But again, I think they might be in for a rough year. And then finally, the team I believe will win the AFC East. Finally, the Buffalo Bills. They had a shot at it last year. And they let it fall through their hands like sand. Yep. The Bills obviously went out and got their number one wide receiver in Stephon Diggs, giving up a first-round pick for that. Ed Oliver should take a next step, making that number two defense in points allowed even better, if possible. Uh, I think that defense is going to be one of, if not the best in the NFL next year. And the big problem with the Bills last year was their scoring offense. They really just could not get it done. They didn't have to because their defense was that good. But this is the time. Josh Allen, this is your moment, buddy. This is the time that you prove that you are a franchise QB because I think that their schedule allows them to be successful. And on top of that, he's got all the weapons that he could ask for. He was able to do some with the receiving core that he had last year. They already have an established running game. So now it's just, is Josh Allen's game? Is he going to be able to play it? Like EA Sports. It's in the game. So taking a look at some of their toughest opponents, they have, I think they'll split with the Patriots. I think the Titans, the Chiefs, the Seahawks, and the 49ers are going to give them the most trouble. On top of that, the Steelers and Broncos could give them some problems, but I think they'll be good enough to beat them. The Steelers should actually be a really good football game. And so I see them going around 10 and 6, 11 and 5, which considering the state of the AFC East, I think will be enough to win the division. I think that the Bills really have a lot of momentum behind them, and rightfully so, but this is going to be their best opportunity to take advantage of their division without a Tom Brady and establish themselves as a dominant team in that division that is just essentially just ripe for the taking. So I got the Bills, the Pats, the Jets, and then the Dolphins, but the Jets and Dolphins are definitely going to be interchangeable. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. What do you think is finishing first in the East? Is it finally going to be the Bills Mafia? Don't let me down, Bills. Don't let me down. You can always send me at TomGrassyComedy.com or at TomGrassyComedy on all social media. See down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course, YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrassyComedy and the YouTube members. We will be streaming tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern, so I will see your tushies there. Thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassy. And as always, go Pack Go!